Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Welcome into another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Storholt here alongside Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law Firm, serving you in Arkansas and Texas. Find us online at QureshiLaw.com. Got a great show on the way today. We'll tell you all about it in a quick moment. But first, let's introduce you to the voice of the show. Carrie, how are you this week? I am doing awesome. How about yourself, Walter? Doing very well. I understand you're overcoming a, a little bit of a cold, so we, you know, take it easy, relax a little today. Yeah, it's just it's the allergies have been so bad here lately, and so I feel a lot better, but I still have a little bit of congestion and, and, and cough, so that would be nice to, to go away. <laughs> you don't you don't sound super nasally or off from your normal voice, so rest easy, no problems at all there. I once had to host a morning show when I had mono. And didn't I didn't know I had mono at the time, but had to host a morning show one time where I woke up and literally my throat was almost completely closed. It was like a 5 a.m. morning show. So like, who's answering the call to come sub in for me, right? And the show, yeah. must, show must go on. And so I go in to host and I hadn't really talked to anybody because it's like 5.30 on a Saturday morning. So I turn on the microphone, the intro music plays and I go to start talking. And I should have, I guess, practiced talking beforehand, but it hurt so bad I, I wanted to open my mouth as little as possible. And I've got audio of it somewhere. I'll have to find it. And it goes, uh, well, I got morning. Welcome to the Lone Station this morning. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. <laughs> and did you say it was live? It was live. It was live. It was live. And yeah. so I'm like, in the news this morning, uh, there was a murder down the street. And I'm like talking in this complete, like, you know, Disney voice that sounds like some bizarre character, you know. So I just, I played as many commercials and like just as much audio as I could so I could talk as little as possible. And luckily my boss at the time woke up and heard it and like immediately was calling everybody to try and get somebody to come in for me. And <laughs> so be it. Yeah. And at least it was at five in the morning. So hopefully, yeah, you know, I mean, wasn't it was just everybody up and listening. A relatively small local station. So so the stakes were were relatively low, but still, it was it was a highlight of my career for sure. It was <laughs> the audio really is shocking. I have to I'll have to go send it to you later on. In any okay. event, we've got a great uh, show today that we're going to talk about a lot of different moving parts. Uh, a little later on, we open up the mailbag. We've got a question from Jim, and Jim's wondering a little bit about Social Security. And, you know, he's reached 67 years old already and not retiring soon. He's wondering if he should take Social Security while he's still working. So we're going to answer a question about that a little bit later on. We're also going to dive in in a couple of minutes talking about putting together meaningful legacy planning and some tips and tools for you to think about as you plan for that in the future. All that and a little more on the way on today's program, but let's kick it off this week with a fun quote, Carrie. This one comes to us from Billy Graham. Billy Graham said, the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money and other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. What do you think of that? Well, I love that, and I think that that's a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today, because a lot of people, when it comes to estate planning, they're so focused on material wealth, you know, the money, the big stuff. But what we've discovered in talking with clients and families that have lost loved ones, the non-financial wealth is, is really important and needs to be included in your estate plan. And so we're going to dive into that in a, just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great quote and one that really makes you think 
for sure, because we do spend so much time focusing on the material items. But what's truly the great legacy that you can leave behind? Let that be sort of our guiding principle and keep that in the back of your mind on today's show. And so that's the idea on today's program. Planning's not just about preserving and passing on your financial wealth or property, those kinds of things in the event of your death or incapacity. When it's done right, it really equates to sharing your family's stories, the values, the life lessons and experiences that you've gained throughout your years so that legacy carries on long after you, and I guess the important side here, carry long after you and your money are gone. So legacy planning typically overlooked in traditional estate planning would be kind of my takeaway from talking to you over the last several podcasts, but why is that the case? Well, you know, I think part of the factor could just be, um, that's just the way we've always done it. You know, a wheel's always left, left the house and the money. But I also think as attorneys that we've overlooked legacy planning, and I'm not sure why that is, because when you look back over your life and you look at what's really important and what you want to leave to future generations, it's not all about money and wealth. There's a lot that has to be said about sharing family values or stories, life lessons, things like that. Yeah, I think that's really interesting is that you look at the, you know, just we all kind of follow what people before us have done. And that's what becomes the traditional way of doing things. And we kind of need to step away from that a little bit to see, well, how else can this be done? And can it be done a little bit better way? If you have ever lost a loved one, you know, think back on what you remembered most about them. Was it that stuff that you inherited from them or was it memories and funny stories and that kind of thing? Right. And like you said, if you ever lost a loved one, you're not thinking about, oh, man, that $25,000, you know, really meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's, you know, a memory that you had, maybe, you know, sharing a family holiday um, or activity or some story that you just always really stood out to you in your memory. That's what is important to a lot of families. And when we do an estate plan in the back of our binder, we have something called I think it's like legacy stories where they just kind of handwrite in the answers to the questions. And for some of the clients that we've lost, their kids have come in and they bring in the estate planning binder because we need to go over, you know, the documents and figure out what we're going to do next. They usually have that legacy workbook with them and it's in their mother or father's handwriting. And there are stories mm-hmm. there that maybe that they never really knew about their their parents or their loved ones. And you can just tell that that means a lot to them. And so that's really why it's important for us to include the legacy planning as part of a complete estate plan. That's a nice touch with the handwriting. That's not something I would have uh, would have thought about, but I bet that is kind of emotional to see that for people that's in today's world we kind of miss some of the details like that when we're so focused on the digital side of things but i can sense that i know my dad has really really unique handwriting he writes in all capital letters and so i can kind of put myself in that uh like he still makes the lowercase letters smaller but they're still all caps <laughs> it's sort of uh, just his, the but way that's, that's he's always done to him, yeah right? yeah so i can see that being 
something that would kind of really hit you when you go in to look at that. That would be very meaningful, you know, to now have that sort of preserved things that you're not thinking about throughout the other, you know, maybe 80 or 90 years of that person's life to try and preserve like a piece of their handwriting. Well, now you've got it in maybe a more meaningful and impactful moment where you're going to think, let's save this. Let's hold on to this for this moment. I guess it's kind of easy to pass down maybe some memories and stories by writing them down in that way, Carrie. But what about passing down family values? That seems a little bit more ambiguous. Well, maybe, but there was a study done from Allianz Life Insurance Company back in 2012, and it actually showed that baby boomers wanted to leave their family more than just financial assets. And they actually identified that family values were some of the most important things to pass down to heirs. But like you said, you know, what exactly is that? How do you do that? And so some people, they know what their family values are, like you could sit down and write them out with a piece of paper, but others, maybe they need to discover, you know, what are their family values and how do you explain that to your heirs in a manner that, you know, they could understand. And there's there's a couple of different ways to do that that we're going to talk about too. Well, I can imagine that, you know, you didn't just incorporate this into your business. I mean, it's a great idea to make sure that you're helping people accomplish these goals. But this has to have, uh, it seems like something you feel deeply about. Do, do you personally feel very passionate about all these things as well, in addition to just making it part of the business flow as well? Oh, absolutely. I didn't just come out of law school and start practicing law and, and realize how important this was. I think as I got older and as we lost loved ones in the family and as my practice grew, I realized how important you know, legacy planning was. And just, you know, there's two moments that really stand out to me. The first is when I lost my grandmother on my mom's side. Um, And when she passed away, I just remember my mom going through all of her stuff. She had like a cedar chest and it was full of family pictures, but none of them were labeled. And so my mom really spent the next year or two, you know, doing ancestry com and the websites and trying to figure out who were the kids in the photo and what year it was and really trying to figure out where she came from and who her family was. That was really important. And then there were a lot of old recipe cards in my grandmother's handwriting and they were just, you know, kind of strewn about. And I just thought, you know, wouldn't that have been great to have that organized, whether it was the recipe cards or all the photo albums for a way for not only my mom, but to pass down to me and even explain to my son, you know, one day, because he's really not going to remember much about her because he was he was young when she passed away. So that was really my first experience um, with legacy planning. And then a few years later, we lost my grandfather on my dad's side. And he was a World War II veteran. He was a third generation farmer and just, you know, had a lot of stories to tell. And my cousins and I, we always said, even when we were young adults, that, you know, man, we need to tape grandpa. We need to, you know, video him or, you know, just do an audio recording and ask him about his life because there was so much that we didn't really know. You know, we knew him then, but we didn't know about the earlier years. And, and it was just, you know, fascinating. And unfortunately, we never did that. And so that's still really hard to think about because we lost that opportunity. Hmm. And so that's really 
made it more impactful to me because I'm trying to motivate people to say, hey, you don't have all the time in the world, just like it is with traditional estate planning. Let's get this done. Let's make sure that we have something to share and to pass down to the next generation. Well, you mentioned a couple of the small ways already that you kind of help people pass down these values, these stories, these memories, that the handwritten you know, note being a great example of that. What are some other ways that you preserve your family legacy and, and help your clients discover these ways as well? Well, there's a lot of different ways. It just really depends on what your personality or your style is. The one that we mentioned earlier is sort of like a workbook type format, which we put in our binder, but there's also ones online that you can purchase. And it asks you different questions or prompts, such as what was it like growing up? What was your childhood like? Where did you meet your spouse? What was it like raising your children? Was there anything that surprised you about such and such or, you know, those sort of questions? And we always tell our clients to just take it home and work through it, you know, a little at a time. But besides the written handbook, we also encourage people to do a video or an audio recording. It does not have to be fancy. I mean, everybody has an iPhone these days. And so you can take it out and do a video recording or an audio clip. And you can kind of go through and ask, you know, the same kind of questions that are in the written workbook. And so those are two of kind of the more popular options that we, we see a lot. Yeah, I think those are really neat. And it yeah, it kind of fits into whatever your uh whatever your mode is. I can see some people being more tech savvy so they go that route, others, you know, trying to just do the more physical nature. I suppose it and it's not so much, you know, the best way for the young person to do it. It's about the one trying to leave the legacy, what's easiest for them. Right. Right. And so that's why sometimes it may take Trying a couple different methods to see which one that you like. And really, you want to weigh whatever you do, whether it's an audio recording or a handwriting, you want it to not get lost. Like if you do the audio recording or the video, don't leave it on your phone for just somebody to find. We need a way to make sure that somebody finds it and it gets passed on, which is one of the great resources about using it on like a website that is specifically designed for legacy planning. I know we work with one it's called LegacyStories.org. And what's so neat about that is it's all in one place. And so if you had a old photo, you could upload this photo. And then you could turn on the audio recording feature. And you could say, this was my great-grandmother back in this year. And it was Easter. And she was mad about something-something because she's pouting with her little sister. You know, you could talk about it. And you can collect all these different photos and audio clips and even video to really have a vault where you could share a login um, and everything is together. And one of the other neat things I think that website does, they have a section called Reminisce with Purpose. And they actually send you like a question, um, I think it might be once a week, to your email. And you answer that email back or go back to the website and answer it or do a recording. But it gives you a little bit of prompting to think about things that maybe you wouldn't necessarily talk about. That's pretty neat. I like that idea. So that's sort of yeah. using a little bit of, you know, some audio and some visuals kind of all coming together. And 
And so that's LegacyStories.org. Is that the, the place? LegacyStories.org. And you okay. can go and, and set up a free account with them to get started. We'll put a link to that in the description of today's episode as well. If you're interested, just uh, check the episode description or the uh, blog post for this website, and you'll see that, LegacyStories.org. Any other cool tools like that out there? I'm sure there's a couple others that you've seen before. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of others. There's one that I've just discovered, but I actually haven't used it yet. But it's called StoryWorth. And what they say they do is that when you sign up with them, they're going to send you or the person whose legacy you're wanting to capture, they'll send an email each week asking about a particular topic. And so you just email back, back and you type out your story. And after a year of doing this, they actually put all these stories together into a hard copy book. And you can upload photos and they ship you this book, hmm. which is amazing. And so you can have, you know, a volume after volume of each year with different questions. And I, and I love that idea. But they also have a phone option as well, because you think about maybe your grandparents or an older person not having email or not wanting to set and type everything out. They have a phone option and they will actually call you and ask you that same question. And, you know, just like we're having a conversation now, you can tell your story. And then they have someone that transcribes it and puts it into the book, which I think is really awesome. And there, there's a fee for that. I don't remember how much, but I definitely think that that's something we're going to be checking into. So that's StoryWorth, another really neat resource as well. Any others that you want to throw in there too? Um, you know, the only other two that I would just want to share with our listeners, there's two really great books. One is called To Our Children's Children. And it is really just a collection of different questions that you could go through and, you know, answer the questions written or do an audio recording. But a lot of great questions on a number of different topics. But there's also one called Your Meaning Legacy. And I'm really impressed with this book because the author really does a deep dive on, you know, what is your legacy? How do you define that? And so it really, she has a step-by-step process and it's not so much really a lot of the questions, but for example, there's a section on defining your beliefs, values, and vision. And then there's a section where she calls it master stories. So those are the experiences that have really shaped your life and sharing those master stories. A section on family heritage and where you come from community impact, how you give back to the world. And so that to me, if you really don't know what your legacy is or what your values are, that's the best place to start. Gives you a way to easily define those rather than just sort of thinking off the top of your head, you know, gosh, what is my legacy? That's kind of a big question to answer. And so this is kind of a neat way to say, well, we're going to answer that question through stories, through recapping your your life and your decisions and your movements throughout you know, your own history. Kind of a neat way to assemble all that. Right. I think it's a good way to start if you're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Well, I think that, you know, with estate planning, in the end, you know, your family's most precious wealth is not money right? But it's the memories you make, the values you instill, and the the lessons that you hand down. And just like, you know, I've talked about in my own personal experiences, if you leave those to chance, those assets are likely to be lost forever. And so it's something that we're really passionate about at our law firm and making sure that that's part of a complete estate plan. 
Very true. And those are some really neat resources. Thank you for sharing those with us today, Carrie. If you want to find out about those resources, again, we're going to have a couple of links in the description of today's episode. Check that out. We'll link out to some of the things that we talked about and mentioned here. Also, if you'd like to talk about not only putting together these meaningful legacy planning tips, but also, of course, the the financial and, and the more legal side of this equation, too. It's all part of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. And you can get the Family Wealth Protection Toolkit as a great starter guide to going down this path and making sure that you've got everything addressed. It's a free toolkit that uh, Carrie offers to you. As a thank you for listening to the podcast, you can go to QureshiLaw.com to find that toolkit and order it for free. That's QureshiLaw.com. And again, we'll put a link to the website in the description of today's show. And at any time, if you've got questions for Carrie, you can always reach out and call 870-275-4304. That's 870-275-4304. It's getting to know you time. Well, that sound means it's time to get to know Carrie a little bit better on today's show. I try and dig into the... uh, book of questions I have here to just find out about her personality a little bit more from time to time. Let's take you to uh, to Groundhog Day here, Carrie. Just like Bill Murray hearing I Got You Babe on the radio every morning in that movie, if you had to wake up to the same song every morning for the rest of your life, what song would it be? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think if I had to listen to something every morning. Um, <laughs> over and over and over. Yeah. I don't know about every morning, but right now I'd probably have to go with Lovely Day. It's by Bill Withers. Back in, It was like a 70s song. You're going to have to sing it for me so it jogs oh, my memory. Oh, no, no, no. I can't, <laughs> I can't sing it. But it's like when you wake up in the morning, it's going to be a lovely day, lovely day. Okay. I we, think probably, we probably can't play the clip because it's probably copyrighted. We'd probably get in trouble. Yeah, we don't, but, want, to, we don't want to get you in trouble. But I think, yeah. I, I think I know the song that you're talking about now. That's starting to ring a bell. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to start belting it out. <laughs> <laughs> I what about you? Uh, gosh, that's a really tough one. Because um, I, I tend to be OCD about music, and I'll if I find a song I like, I'll literally listen to it constantly over and over and over until it, it's dead, until until I can't stand it anymore. So. You sound like my six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. That's a great compliment. <laughs> We've um, listened to the Lego 2 soundtrack for the past two weeks over and over and over again. Gotcha. And then we'll just die at some point, and he'll move mm-hmm. on to something else. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the morning, I'm a morning person, so I wake up typically ready to rock and roll. So I would go with something kind of pumped up, ready to go, hype a little bit, you know, like some Imagine Dragons or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a high energy kind of thing, not a heavy rock in my book, but I don't know, I'll say something in that vein at least. I don't know if I've got a specific song. I used to love, uh, in college, I had, you know, back when, at least for me, you know, iPods had just kind of become a thing. And I had this docking station that I could, it was an alarm clock docking station. I think a lot of people have probably had those at some point, but it was cool because I had a wake up playlist and every morning I would have the docking station slowly start to play a song, but it would randomly play from this playlist. So I never knew which one it was going to be, but it was going to be one of the, you know, hundred I dropped in there. It was always a great way to wake up to just kind of some music gently building and building and building until you kind of, 
you know, you might listen to it for two or three minutes before it's finally loud enough for you to say, okay, now I'm getting up now. <laughs> but then you could kind of do your morning routine while it was playing. And, you know, I don't know. I always thought that was great, but I don't know. I, now, now I don't think my wife would appreciate, you know, music waking us up every single morning and me listening to it walking around. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. See, I like that. They probably make one for your iPhone too to do yeah, the playlist. There's got to be an app out there, I would think. Yeah. Now we have Alexa. I think Alexa can wake you up to a song. That's you, right tell her and said it so there you go there's your technology <laughs> she's, al- she's also listening to you oh, no. i'm sure yeah. <laughs> another another story for another time all right so that's getting to know carrie a little bit better lovely day bill withers back from the 70s that's not a bad pick to wake up to every morning time to answer one of your questions it's time for the mailbag we want to hear from you So on the mailbag this week, we've got a question from Jim in Jonesboro. As we get ready to wrap up this week's show, Jim says, I'm 67. So I've reached full retirement age for Social Security, but I don't have plans to retire anytime soon. Should I go ahead and start my Social Security now or just wait until I'm done working? Mm. Well, when to take Social Security is always a big question for our clients. And it's different for everybody. But the good news is, since you've reached full retirement age at 67, your benefits actually won't be reduced because you're still working. So most likely, it's going to make sense to go ahead and start your benefits now. My answer might be different if you hadn't reached full retirement age, because then your Social Security benefits would have been reduced. And so sometimes people have to determine, you know, is it better to wait um, and take a bigger benefit later? Or is it better to take a smaller benefit now? And there's a lot of different factors um, that play into that, not only the amounts, but also your health and life expectancy. And so we actually, in our office, we have a tool, which is a Social Security optimizer that really looks at all those different factors and then will tell us, you know, based on all of these different scenarios, this is the best time to take it. This would be your your maximum payout or you're taking the maximum benefit on Social Security. Hmm. So it's it's a common question, though. A lot of people kind of have uh, maybe a different uh, exact situation, but a similar question to this of, am I hurting myself by taking it while I'm still working? Right. And I think because he's 67, it's an easier answer to say, no, it's not hurting you mm-hmm. because you're not getting reduced benefits. But if you are, you know, 62 or 63, then it could be different. Yeah, that's a really good point. So great question, Jim. Thanks for asking that one. If you've got questions like that, whether they're of a financial planning nature, legacy planning, it's all part, as we said earlier, of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning together. And if you want to talk to Carrie about your particular situation and get some advice off air, you don't have to feature your question here on the show. You can just talk to Carrie one-on-one. Get in touch through the website, KureshiLaw.com. That's KureshiLaw.com. Link in the description of today's show. Or give a call again, 870-275-4304. Carrie serves you throughout Arkansas and in Texas as well. Carrie, thanks for walking us through all this uh, great information on today's podcast. I've been taking notes. I'm going to go check out. I've been talking actually with my grandparents about doing some, you know, legacy sharing type stuff in the past. And now you've provided me with some great resources to go check out. So I've, I've got a little homework to do. Yeah, you have lots of different options. So hopefully you find one that fits you and your, your grandparent style. Definitely. We'll be checking them out. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again on the next podcast. And thank you for listening to the show today. For Carrie, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time here on Smart Simple Wealth.
Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.